On this week's The Koi Gig Podcast, we had an exclusive interview with Manchester United's Ona Barrier. With those crowds and that pressure, I just love it. Listen now and make sure you subscribe to The Koi Gig Podcast feed wherever you get your podcasts. Michael, if you think back to being a kid, where does the love of football come from? Probably um, it's, it comes from when I was playing outside my house with uh, my, my best friend and like the other boys from around the area. Um, we used to play outside on, on the street next to, like, in front of our neighbour's house and like, they had like a, a wooden fence and we used that as the goal and uh, we always used to blast the ball against it and like break their fence and they always used to get fuming. Uh, we always used to tell our parents but I say yeah that's where those are like my first football memories. Had you always an eye for goal? Were you the one who broke the fence more often than anyone else? Oh yeah, 100%. Um, I was always just blasting it and if, if I missed the fence to be fair then they hit their car <laughs> which, which made, made it a bit worse but yeah, nah, I, I was just used to shoot and yeah. When you're seven, eight, who are you pretending to be? It's a good question, you know. Uh, seven, eight. Um, well, I mean, growing up, my idol was like Thierry Henry. But I, like, when I was shooting, do you, do, you know, do you know that old saying when everyone, like whenever the commentator uh, was saying, Rooney, and obviously everyone used to say Rooney and stuff like that. So um, I went, I'd say I probably was just thinking of Rooney in that moment, but I'd say Omri's my idol. Uh, I've done that twice now for you with your goals, got very excited, yeah. uh, they've been so spectacular. Uh, it must be weird hearing people talk about you in the same way. Yeah, for sure, I mean, it's amazing. It just shows how far I've come, you know? Um, and uh, obviously it's been, it's been a dream since, since a kid, you know, to be on TV, to, to play for my country. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say it's an amazing feeling and hopefully there's more, more where that come from. What age did you move to London? I think, you know, I don't even know. <laughs> I'd have to ask my mum. Um, but because like, the, the, like, all the memories I have are from London, so it must have been pretty young. So there's no memory of, of a couple nah. of years in Dublin or anything? Nah, nothing, I'll be real. And when, when did you come to the realisation, when did you understand that, that you had been born in Ireland? You know, it was, it was, it was quite late on, you know? Um, I think maybe when I was like seven, six, seven as well, yeah. Um, because I, I, obviously I, I didn't have no, no memory of uh, Ireland. Uh, and then my mum was like, oh, you know you was born in Ireland? And I was like, I was like what? I was like, and then we just went from there, really. So. Your, your mum, uh, by listening to you, sounds like a, a very important person in your career, as, as well as obviously in your life. Mm -hmm. A fountain of wisdom? Yeah, I mean, she's definitely, uh, she's my rock, I'd say. Um, like if ever something's going not the way I want it to be, like I'll just speak to her and I'd instantly feel a lot better. Um, she uh, she just always guides me and yeah, and I'm just thankful for, to have such a woman in my life. So. What's her relationship with Ireland? How long was it Dublin she lived in when you were born? Or? Nah, so she was visiting my auntie that came to watch the game. That's who she was visiting when. She was pregnant, and uh, that's when I was born. Wow. Yeah. That's a real sliding doors moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, she's the one who, like, essentially, well, because obviously my auntie lived here, so she essentially has a big part to play in it, because obviously if she didn't, then I wouldn't have been 
born in Ireland. Um, so, got to give a big thanks to her, haven't we? Yeah. So, y- your background then is, is probably different to a lot of the players. You know, you came up through the English system. What age do you start playing proper football then? I think, I think seven or eight as well. Again, um, I started at a local team, Ryan FC, which my brother was at at the same time as well. Um, and then he got uh, scouted and signed for Watford. And, and then when he was there, like, I got trials at Watford as well. And, uh, and then eventually signed there, was there till I was like 10, 11, maybe 10, I think, 10. And then I was released from there. Um, and then I, I remember uh, I was devastated. What age were you when you were released by Watford? I think 10. Wow. Yeah, 10. Uh, how does that happen? Honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> Is there a I, conversation with a manager who says, nah, we don't think you're good enough? No, nah, because uh, I remember that they just called uh, my dad at the time. Uh, they just called my dad. And um, I remember I was just sitting there watching like, Cartoon Network. <laughs> and then, um, and then uh, he, just, he just said, oh, like, you've been released. Da, da, da. I was like, oh. Because obviously I was so young, like, I didn't really understand. But, but then, like, obviously, it really struck when I weren't going to training and, and anymore and stuff. And I was just, oh. And then I'd say, like, I feel like I loved the game then. Uh, like, I, just, I, d- I didn't want to do football, to be honest. Um, and then my, my brother also got released because he didn't get the, he's a scholarship there. So he was like 16. And um, that's when Leighton Orient took him on. And then I think I was like 11, 12, 11, 12, maybe touch of 13. And then he got me trials at Leighton Orient as well. And uh, done well there, to be fair. So when did the move to Southampton come about? And I remember Leighton Orient wanted me to go to Southampton because obviously the, the reputation and things. Um, went to see the training ground. Like loved it. Uh, well, I think yeah, I went up there to train for like a week. Was it a week or t- I think a week? Uh, stayed in some digs, and then we played a, a game against like the Southampton London version. Um, done well there. To be fair, Aaron Conley played that game as well. <laughs> um, me and him up front, and then I remember when I eventually signed, I couldn't go until I finished school. So it was like the end, end of, so like I think I was 16, yeah, I was 16. So from the outside it would look, you go there at 16 and you skyrocket. Yeah. And you're making your debut within a couple of years and you're scoring big goals in the Premier League. Is it that straightforward? No, it wasn't. Um, obviously, obviously I went there when I signed, uh, I signed injured because uh, I had like a stress response in my back. And uh, I, I, to be fair, when I, before I signed, Obviously, you had to do like your medical uh, scans and stuff, and obviously they they saw that, and then like I was devastated because like I was speaking to my brother and he was like, oh, like normally, like teams don't really sign players injured and stuff, so I was I was like a bit upset, and then obviously they said that they'd still take me on, and so I was really happy about that, and then yeah, it was just, there was just a series of I just had loads of injuries. Uh, so I had that, and then I remember I came back from that. I think I pulled my hamstring. Um, 
And then I think I think that was it for the for the first year, like for, as in first year scholar. How'd you deal with that? Because so you've invested a lot in this. You've had mm. the conversation with your mother. You've said, "I want to be the footballer," yeah. and then you get the chance at a Premier League club, mm-hmm. and you can't show your best self. Yeah, yeah, it, it was definitely difficult because I wasn't used to being in the medical room. Um, I was used, I was always used to just being out on the pitch and just sharing what I'm about. Um, so it was definitely difficult. Um, but to be fair, they had a they had a good psychologist there that that they just that if if you're ever like a bit down or something um that you just speak to and um you just like even even if you're not down just they just see how you are like they just want to make sure because obviously you're still young you're going through injuries and you're away from home there's a lot of factors to, that go into it um so yeah no that definitely helped a lot and uh yeah I'm very thankful for that so when did Ireland come into the mix like any anyone wants to play for their for their country for sure i mean like especially the, the fans the fans the fans if you saw on um what day was it Mon- was it monday monday mm. the open open training like the the support was amazing you know to have that many people in that short amount of time was amazing and to see how much that i don't want to say love me but uh <laughs> they love you <laughs> <laughs> but like just just to see the way that they that they were and it was just amazing and um it, it really sunk in that like, I've really come a long way. So. Because there's a lot of players and there's going to be more and more players, I suspect, in the situation that you're in where they're either born in Dublin or they're born somewhere else and there's an Irish heritage yeah. and there's real multiculturalism to this squad. So mm-hmm. you could have played for, for England, for Nigeria, Nigeria, for Ireland. Was there anyone else? I don't think so. Was And was that a conversation you had to have at home as to what you wanted to do? Yeah, for sure. I mean... It, I, like I could have, like as you said, I could play for England or Nigeria, but I, I didn't really feel. I, I didn't really want to, to be honest. Um, I, f- I thought like, I if I want to play for anyone, it would be Ireland. Uh, I played for them in the youth level, and it, like it made sense to follow it through. I, d- I didn't want to change it up or go to anyone else. Because from the outside, there's always so many conversations. And sure. now it was ended quite quickly in that you come into the squad, you play that game against yeah. Denmark. There's a brilliant photograph of, of yeah, you and your mom. mother yeah. after the game. What, what are your memories of, of that camp? And, and were there conversations at the time with Martin O'Neill about, you know, if you play in this game, mm. that's it forever? I mean, I knew, I knew what I was getting myself. I, like, I knew what was going on. Uh, I spoke to... Uh, Ralph Hausenhuel, who was a Southampton manager at the time, um, like, we, we was, like he, he was saying that it, it would be amazing for me to to, to be an international player um, and things, and uh, I, I agreed with him. Um, so obviously I've gone to the camp. Um, I didn't come on, and then I was I was I was a bit fuming, and then. I remember I remember I think yeah that's it he. he what? It was mine, I know, yeah? Yeah. He said, <laughs> he said um, that he's not thinking of uh, bringing me to, to Denmark because he don't know whether, I, whether or not I want to play for, for, the, for Ireland. And I was, I was just like, what? And then th- that's when, like, obviously I, I spoke to him and said, like, I really do want to play for, for Ireland. Um, like, to put on a green jersey would be absolutely amazing um, for me and my family. 
And then that's when my tweet came out when I said all in. And then, yeah, that, that, was, that was sick too fair. So what's it like then that night in Aarhus and pulling on the jersey, getting on the pitch and then seeing your mother after the match? It was freezing. <laughs> like, honestly, it was absolutely freezing. Um, I literally couldn't feel my toes. Um, no, nah, but honestly, it was it was it was amazing. Um, it was nil nil as well. Nil nil, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I mean, I, de- I definitely in, in enjoyed it. Um, it. It was it felt amazing to put on the shirt and play play for the for, play for the country. Um, it, it felt good. It felt good. And then obviously seeing my mum after. Made it even better, you know, because um, obviously she made the trip to Denmark. She don't um, usually get the time to uh, like fly away and, and see me play. So that was definitely made it that bit special, that bit more special. So when you go back then, just to go back to the club side of it, mm-hmm. uh, and say those in, when you're chatting to your mother about wanting to go all the way, what are the moments where, I don't want to say you feel like you've made it, but scoring against Chelsea, scoring a goal against Manchester United. What are the, the couple of things in your young career so far, club-wise, you think, oh, you, like their achievements that of the millions of kids who start to play the game, very, very few, you know, it's the 0.1% get to experience moments like that. Oof. i say scoring at Old Trafford. That was a big one. Even even though it wasn't that much of a good goal, but I still scored out of Trafford. Um, I'd say definitely the Scotland goal. Definitely, what a goal! The Scotland one was the best of all of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. And it just felt that day that after a Something very a very tough couple of years for yeah. the for the team for the management team, probably for you as well, not been involved as much as you wanted. Everyone was waiting for this. Mm. And you just had this brilliant assist a few minutes Four. in the first half, yeah. and then like to score a goal of that quality. That I, I spoke to you after the game, and you were just absolutely hopping. Yeah. Uh, how long does the buzz of a moment like that last? A long, long time. Michael, congratulations! Go on, show us the man of the match award. You're not letting it go. This is a this is a proud day. It is. Yeah, I mean, obviously, got the win, uh, got a goal and assist. I, f- I feel like the fans fans are happy, I'm happy, the team's happy, so yeah, that's the main thing. I mean, actually, that, that's a lie. Not long, because obviously Nathan scored that goal <laughs> against Ukraine, <laughs> and, and everyone's trying to say... He ruined that, your buzz. Yeah, everyone's trying to say that's a, you know, goal of, goal of the year. Well, I, I don't know about that. Yeah, go, 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 well, uh, rate them for us then. Why, yeah. why, sh- why, would you, why is yours a better goal than his? Mine's at Aviva. That's all I'm going to say. His takes a little bobble at one stage, doesn't you know it? Kind of yeah, yeah, not fully in Come control. Come shin, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You, know you fully in, got, intended yeah. what you wanted to do. That's what I'm saying. Um. <laughs> there must be a great satisfaction in, again, a full house and a game of that importance yeah. to be able to pull off a moment like that. It was, it was mental. Like, the amount of fans that we have at the games, like, t- the, the support that they give us is, is absolutely surreal. I mean, what is it, 47, 48,000? Like, it's... It's absolutely crazy, um, and the f- the fact that I'm, I, I can still do it in front of it, it, it don't really matter how many people. It's 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 good it's good for me, and it's definitely good for the team. So yeah, you got man of the match that day. Were all the family there as well to see that? Yes, I can't remember. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mum was there. My mum and uh, my auntie that lived uh, over here, and her her husband and uh, her two sons were over. Yeah, so it was it was definitely good to like. Obviously, it was the first time that my auntie had seen me play, so it was definitely good to, to put on a good show for her. <laughs> and yeah. obviously, my mum. Yeah.